After an interminable and harebrained youth, at the cusp of middle age, Karl Grunfeld had finally come to love opera. This despite an upbringing during which his mother, whenever she heard an opera singer launching into an aria on the car radio, would announce, someone should put that woman out of her misery. It wasn't opera buffa he had taken to, but the serious, heart-wrenching stuff, the music that could bring the heart to its knees, sobbing at some old Italian's romantic misery. He was wont to weep, and weep he did, with abandon, at the drop of a hat, for little reason other than the music was being torn from the chest of one who had suffered as he had suffered, at love, at the hands of time, at life itself. He knew nothing about the technical aspects of the music. He hardly recognized the most famous plays. But those voices reverberated in his chest, as if the Italian he had learned and forgotten long before were still somehow shaping his lungs, still hidden in each English-speaking breath he drew and released. There, beneath the surface, the language of love, the language of Romeo and Juliet, the language of Dante and Petrarch. In the secret whisperings of the bedroom, Carl and his wife Melissa, from whom he was recently separated, had decided that opera, just between them, would stand as a euphemism for oral sex. Carl thought it had something to do with the uncontrollable ecstatic groans that emanated during the act. At any rate, we are not here to provide a history of opera from our own peculiar point of view, nor do we plan to titillate you with any further resemblance between the wailings of La Scala and the engorged lungs of a man impaled in orgasm. It is simply that opera music poured from the radio as Carl painted. Was it Rigoletto? He didn't know. It may have been. He listened, gazing out the window as thick flakes of snow drifted down, slowed by their planar dimensions. He was attempting to paint the dream of the stock exchange.